you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member, you'll know a thing or two about an expertly packed capsule wardrobe that balances business and leisure. So you can go from conference sleek to cocktail party chic with a few new accessories. You can hustle from 9 to 5 before exploring with ease from 5 to 9. Because you're the chief excursion officer. The Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know business. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Support for The Friend Zone comes from Talkspace, the online therapy company that believes that therapy should be affordable, confidential, and convenient. Join over 500,000 people who have used Talkspace for online therapy with their licensed therapist. And with Talkspace, you can get unlimited messaging to your dedicated licensed therapist for only $32 a week. Go to Talkspace.com zone for a special $30 discount off of your first month. Or download the Talkspace app on the Apple or Android app store and use coupon code ZONE. Talkspace, therapy for how we live today. This week's episode of The Friend Zone is brought to you by Bevel. There's still time. No matter what you celebrate, be a blessing to someone in your life this holiday season. And that one-of-a-kind Bevel blessing, that bump-free shave blessing, it's the ultimate gift for anybody. And because Bevel wants you to look great, you can get the first month of your Bevel subscription for free by going to getbevel.com slash friendzone. That's G-E-T-B-E-V-E-L dot com slash friendzone to get the first month of your Bevel subscription for free. Let's start the show. Welcome to the Friends. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the Friends All. Let's start the show. Live from Spotify. Live from Spotify. Live it's from Spotify. The friend live zone from with the read. Live from Spotify. Live from Spotify. That's right. Live from Spotify. Live from Spotify. It's a mashup. Live from Spotify. Live from Spotify. We together. Live from Spotify. Live live from Spotify. Live from Spotify. Live from Spotify. Listen. Live from Spotify. Let's just kill the beat. Let's let everybody know what time it is. Who's in the room? What set they rep? And how we do this thing. What set they rep? <laughs> it's been a while. So I guess y'all in gangs. And, um, you know, you got to tell everybody now. This is, a, this is a spot where you do it. So. Oh, well, we in Spotify, so we got to do things a little bit differently. Absolutely You know, we, we in the professional studio, so we got to come up here and let them know who we are. Let okay. them know. It is always fun to be back in here with you, dumb niggas. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how you start a show. There you go. Welcome to the Friend Zone, everybody. Your weekly dose into everything, mental health, mental hygiene, and mental wellness. Because who in the hell wants an unwell brain? Y'all niggas thought I was going to say musty this week. <laughs> this week, we are doing a mashup, actually. And we have our great friends, Kid Fury and Crystal, of the motherfucking Reed Yay! in the house today. Thank you, so friends. So excited. <laughs> um, yeah, y'all know y'all. Whatever, Santa. <laughs> <laughs> So what's on the menu? So we brought the read on to talk about feelings. 
I wish there was a camera. More than feelings. Totes, totes excited. The things I don't, mm, I try not to have those. I try to push those away. Yeah, I'm assuming she won't have much to say today. (laughs) Right. This is a silent episode. Right. I mean, but on the other hand, Kid Fury will be the one to open up. I doubt it. And give y'all everything. (laughs) No, but honestly speaking, this has been a really great year for all of us. A lot of big changes, a lot of um, big moves. And I thought it'd be fun. Yeah. (laughs) Emphasis on fun. (laughs) We're all smiling. (laughs) No, I thought it'd be fun if we all kind of... Gave people some inspiration, some, some, something to look forward. Because I know at, when it's the top of the year, mm-hmm. next couple of weeks, that's when everyone has their ducks in a row, trying to figure out like, what am I gonna do with my life? Who right. am I? 2017 is my year. The same ass nigga you were 24 hours ago. <laughs> right. That's the that's the most positive five minutes in the history of the world. You that know, first 12, new to year. 12, 12 to 12. Isn't that true though? <laughs> That's yep. when you feel like, you know, you're going to take over and you start seeing life differently. Yeah, it's like yeah. opening a fresh bag of your favorite cereal. Like, you just feel brand new. Like, that first bowl is just magic. Like, <laughs> this is my bowl. Like, this is my year every year. Such a boy uh, thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if cereal has ever given me that kind of joy. But you have a fresh bowl of cereal. That's fine. Yeah. Cocoa Puffs. That's fine. But let's start cinnamon with where you were. Cinnamon Toast Crunch is personally my favorite. Mm. Cinnamon, a good Cinnamon Toast Crunch. And then they've got, like, French Toast Crunch. Do, I was about to say, but do, do you remember Waffle Crisp, though? Yeah, I do remember. Actually, you can still find Waffle Crisp. On Amazon. Crisp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, I haven't really had cereal in, in a little bit of time, you know, myself. But when I did partake, I used to I eat think. Honey Nut Cheerios, and I used to eat Frosted Flakes, and I used to eat Corn Chicks, and I used to eat Rice Chicks. And I put sugar on everything. All the, like, See, yeah, it's like every cereal I hated. My mom used to buy all of those fucking cereals because she used to say that she wasn't buying us none of the fun shit because it looked like candy, and yeah. nobody has candy for breakfast. So we never had Lucky Charms, Fruity Pebbles, none of the fucking shit. I don't even think we got smacks. Like, we Ooh. didn't get anything that, like, came on TV with a cartoon character. Everything we got was brown out of the box, and it usually had nut, oat, wheat, fig, or something in the name. Yeah, we and never it was got horrible. anything with sugar in it. I to this day, my mom won't buy it. I never really wanted it. But Cinnamon Toast Crunch was one of the ones she would really buy because it was brown. was appealing. Mm. I don't like She wouldn't buy anything with color dye in it. It's just a big old glob of gelatinous sugar. I'm straight. That is nasty. So a wet one, you know, I'm good. I understand. Well, marshmallows and cereal aren't the same as marshmallows, like in a what is fluff, whatever company yeah, is that makes those. Like it's Smarties. not the same consistency. No, they're like freeze dried. So then when you put a little milk in them, they kind of soften up a little bit, but it's not like nasty. Like, like they won't grow. fall yeah. apart and stuff. Like wet yeah, bread. it's different. <laughs> mm. Oh my God. You might as well let your greens touch your cornbread. So you who's going to say something nice first? <laughs> I'm wondering which one of us is going to be able to build up the Wait, strength. so we're, uh, this is a retrospective yep. episode? Mm-hmm. And we're doing okay. Kick kick us off. Get us get us started on the right page. Well, I think Asante should because he just why not? <laughs> well, on the spot. I, I think you've had a very big week. You're self employed. I, yeah, I, I've left. left I've left uh, a form of slavery. Um, amen. Absolutely, I'm amen. I'm finally free in one aspect. I don't have to answer to someone that 
I feel does not do as good of a job as I need them to do to complete my own job. Amen. Now I only have to answer to myself, really, to complete my own job. And that is great with me. Amen. I do. A, it's only been a week deep in the game, but I've been doing a great job. You, you know, and Chris Morrow, <laughs> only person you got to answer to. The Pie Father himself. Pie father. You know, <laughs> chain of commands real short around here, and I like that. I like when it's like that. You know, um, there's just although. Now, see, what was you finna say? I was gonna say, you know, shout out to Chris Morrow, um, founder of uh, the Loudspeakers Network, who does lots and lots and lots and lots of hard work. As the founder, and the founder shout out to the it. the he awesome party it. he threw last night at it was Delilah. Amazing! That was oh, fun. Yeah. On the, it was the like LSM on the Lower party. East Side. Yeah. That was fun. Damn, that was last night. Yeah, was, Chris Morrow does a lot as the founder of yeah. Flood Speakers yeah. Network yeah. since he founded it. Shout out to Chris Morrow. <laughs> what is it? What is this? Was that really last night? Right. Am I Don't that tired? Tired? Like two days ago. What happened? Do you see? I guess I'm tired. Or was it Tuesday? No, it was legit last night. Oh, no, wow. we taped the read last night. It was two nights ago. Okay, so was it was two nights ago. So what did... Oh, oh. Cedar. Now, where I was really you last, last night? <laughs> <laughs> That's now, a whole other show. That's somebody else's party. I just know there was a whole lot of niggas <laughs> yeah. there who I did not know. And Andrew Schultz wouldn't stop speaking to me. So. <laughs> I did see he had you cornered. In, he was sitting with you. I was like, this is an, an interesting mm-hmm. picture. He just won't let people hate him. Like, he has like... No, you hate him, and then go and make conversation with you to make you uncomfortable. Then like shake your shoulders until you laugh. Yeah, he was He's so real annoying. touchy feely with you. Like, I didn't know who he was. He lost weight in like the face. He used to have a fat face, like the little nigga on the one year years. The little son. Wow. He used to have, like his face. He used to remind wow. him like in the jowls. And so like when I saw him the other night, I I, I just Andrew's knew this guy was speaking to me. <laughs> so I was like, hey, how you doing this shit? And then I I kept looking at him like. Oh fuck, that's him. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, he tried to talk to me, and yeah. I told him we don't do that. Like, <laughs> don't, you don't, like, don't do that. A little bit. Mm-mm. Nobody <laughs> gave me a check to be here, so <laughs> you already know the rules, Andrew. Oh. <laughs> he knows the rules. <laughs> don't talk to him for free. He was trying to get me to be his cheerleader for y'all too. Like, like Come on, tell him, tell him. I was like, No, I can't mm-hmm. help you here, mm-hmm. man. You know, no. it's not my spot. So you left your job. Big congratulations. To and you yes. know what? It was something that I wanted to do at the top of the year anyway. But to have done it now, to take into to be able to get rid of and expel that energy now, and to shed that off now at the top of the year, I can go into it, you know, fresh for real. Like it's not like one day has gone by. Like I actually have time to peel back these layers. And, you know, really break down what it meant to leave this place and what it's going to mean moving forward and never having to go back to the place that I was in. You know, not even just from the job standpoint, but where I was in my life at that job, why I felt like I needed to be there. Yeah. You know, why it was better to stay with the devil that I knew versus the one that I don't, <laughs> you know? I feel like around this time last year, we definitely talked about the fact that this was going to be last year that you worked there. I remember you saying that. And so, you know, it kind of weighed... Came up to the very end of the year, but we were right. And so congratulations. I can't wait to see what 2017 is is for you and stay encouraged, all of those things. Yeah, you know, bad bitches stay But bad. I just want anybody who has talent yes. and motivation <laughs> and drive, that means even you niggas at home who probably ain't putting no lotion on your elbows like I just did prior to this <laughs> podcast. If you hate your fucking job. Do what it is that you love and keep at it and be willing to, you know, take risks and be broke maybe for a little bit and begging (laughs) and be vulnerable for a lot of bit maybe Mm -hmm. until you get to where you need to be because 
you know, my dad always told me if you can have your own and call your own shots, why would you not do that? And I just have always thought that about not only myself, but everybody around me. If you can go and have your own things and do your own shit, then why go and answer to somebody else? <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? Mm. So super so proud. Weird. Thank you. Awesome. What was it that finally made you just take like that day that you quit? What you know, friend, that day? I will, you know, on it? one of these wellness <laughs> segments. This your opportunity to really let they ass have. I mean, because fuck you, what they don't do I mean, about it? Was it? Look, on one of on one of your wellness segments, you were talking about doing checklists. And I was, you know, it had been a real crazy like week and a half, and I was at work. And I was over this job that I already am already planning on letting go of anyway. So I had to sit back and do a checklist right quick. Because at the moment, it was like, do I want to lose who I am in this moment at this place? Or do I want to let this job go? And then I had to ask what that meant to myself. You know, are you happy here? No. Can you be happy for the next two or three weeks here? No. Like, you know, I, like, I, and I'm, I kept I just checking off. No. You took the word right out right. of my mouth. There was no yes on that checklist. And I'm, the, you know, I'm always on the fence. I'm always on the bright side. I couldn't get one yes on the checklist. So at that time I decided, you know it. what? The answer is no. <laughs> it is clear as go. day to me. I, if I don't do it now, then I'm not going to do it. I'm going to find a way to be here for two more days out the yeah. week or one, you know, yeah. just let it go. Let it go. Uh-uh. Absolutely. Let that go. I mean, it's cold as fuck outside. Wow. It is it's cold as fuck outside. Wow. No, that song is horrible and it needs to die. <laughs> the frozen champion that shed tears over their, <laughs> their fucked up sibling. Well, I couldn't shit. help it. That part was sad in the movie. <laughs> Literally the least sad part of the entire film. No, it was when when did you watch Frozen? Okay, spoiler alert. (laughs) Their parents died, duh. I mean, it's Disney. Somebody's mama always dies. So both of their parents died. At least the mama dies. Yeah, because kids need to see that. Yeah. So both of their parents (laughs) die. And they're left alone in this castle. And the younger sister is going up to the older sister's door. And the older sister doesn't want to be bothered no more. And she doesn't want to play with her anymore. She's so the younger sister looks all sad. No, see, Crystal's lying. <laughs> no, She's telling the story incorrectly. Yeah. First of all, this yes, is prior to sad. their death. No, it's this not. Is pr- this, was, this, <laughs> this was not all The part you're talking right. about is before they die. Yes, it's because he's right. This was not after the parents died. This was after they was planned. And Elsa, the older sister, she has powers to freeze things. And that's what happened. She froze How Anna while they were playing. Why she ain't stop it from happening? Well, because she was like five or six. I don't think she really they knew how to playing, control it. And she fucked up around she froze and Anna. like froze her sister by accident. They had to go into the woods, mm. go talk to some old, you know, Mama Joyce looking ass trolls and shit <laughs> and find right. a spell to fix the sister. And so Mama felt bad for almost killing her sister and she didn't want to play with the bitch no more because she was like, you know, I take it overboard. I might sneeze and kill your ass. So no, and the younger one was like, I don't understand why you hate me. I just want to play, and she yeah, was devastated. It was so sad was because the little sad. one was like, right? It's not sad. No, because it's very sad because the little one is sitting outside the door, like, why won't you play with me anymore, and girl? Like, because you almost died the last time. Why do you even want to play with me? Bitch. Yeah, but one of them is like a bitch. Right? It made me because cry. Elsa grows song, up to be a bitch. The song says, "The cold never bothered me anyway." Yeah, yeah you know what I'm saying. So what the fuck? Like, who said? That's what else is because everybody, yeah, everybody shut Elsa out. So she's like, oh, okay. I'm going to build me a whole ice fucking kingdom then, niggas, because the ice and the cold don't bother me. No ways. Y'all getting on my nerves. So Elsa, is she a bitch so like I would like her? Like a villain? Elsa ends up kind of. She's not really a villain, villain, but she ends up isolating herself. 
from the rest of the people because of her powers and everything. Because she was sickening and the rest of the girls like, couldn't take. That's really what it boils down to. Right. Think about the story Rihanna told and needed me. What? Because, you know, Elsa was like, didn't they tell you that I was a savage? And she went out there and built her own kingdom. What? And ice and shit. She was like, I ain't about to put up with this shit. <laughs> Anyway, that's why little white girls and like their feminist moms loved it because it had two like strong Cold female bitches. protagonists and neither one of them fell in love with the guy in the end. Like it right. broke these norms of right. the damsel or whatever. And so well, that part is like the favorite white girl. They gave it a little much though. Frozen's good, but it right. wasn't. It was cute. <laughs> So if they make a black version, it's going to be called Chilling. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he said wow. Wow. And I'm imagining it like unfold. Okay. What Angela would Elsa's Bassett name be? be? The mama, the voice of the mama. What would Elsa's name be? Bessie. No, Vivica Fox got to be the Bessie. voice of the Elite. Mama, <laughs> I don't have anything yeah. else to say about Frozen. <laughs> Y'all have ruined You have made it movie. an Atlanta trap version already. Try. <laughs> Try. Try. Uh, Frozen Try. meets Frozen written by Lee Daniels. Are we going to talk about Star? Oh, I guess we're not going to talk about Star. I don't know Star. what that is. We're talking about our year. Yeah. Your turn. My turn. Um, <laughs> my turn. It's well, this. my well, I'm actually. It's on you. So what you going to do? <laughs> Somebody had to do it. It was just the. Um. I'm super excited for Asante, though, because I remember when I actually my last real job, like my last nine to five, I was fired. Mm. And the funny thing is, I think what happens is you either stay at a job you hate until you are older and hate it forever Mm -hmm. and let it like literally kill you until they kick you out or you get fired because they know you hate it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's what happened to me. My boss was just like, you don't want to be here. You hate this. You're supposed to be creating. You're supposed to be an artist. And, you know, I had. Right. And I had bills. And I was like, yeah, you're absolutely right. But I also have a landlord (laughs) and Wi Fi and cell phone and utilities and groceries. And that just wasn't an option at that point. And not long after that, I was fired for a total bullshit reason. But I knew in my heart that she was like, I'm doing this for you, and I know you're going to hate me right now, but I promise you it's going to be the best thing that's ever happened to you. Okay, well, were you still eligible for unemployed when she fired you? Because that would have been the true blessing. You know what's... No, I wasn't. Yeah, no. Aren't you just, like, disqualified if you get fired, period? Or is that not every state? No, no, you got to battle it. Not every state. Some states you can definitely get... Some people actually force their employees to terminate them so that they can get unemployed. Yeah, I know. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. No, I was just like, wow. And I remember we've talked about this before. Mm -hmm. I was like, that happened to get that little box (laughs) where they take you downstairs. And that was so (laughs) humiliating. And I was like, wow, this is really embarrassing. I remember sitting on the train with the box, coming home, and my mom was like, you know, she saw the box and was like, did you get fired? <laughs> She's like, why are you home at like 2 o'clock? Yeah, girl. <laughs> I was like, yeah. And then next week, um, so funny that we're here at Spotify Studios, actually, because the engineer, hey, Will Garrett, <laughs> is actually who I met the following week after I got fired. So it's such a full circle moment for me to be sitting in a studio with him right now because... 
I was like, I'm going to make my music. And Claude Kelly, my best friend at the time, was like getting a lot of work writing for people. And he was like, I need you because I need a voice. I need someone to give my music a sound and let's just become a team. So the three of us became a team. It was me, Claude (laughs) Kelly, and Will Garrett. So to see him is like going to make me cry because that was... You know, we didn't have any money and Will looked out for us and we would cut like all these famous people's records and then we'd have like two hours left and we'll be like, just cut your records. (laughs) (laughs) We cut our own records and we just finessed it and made it work. And, you know, that was like the start of a whole new life for me where I was just like, oh, my God, like I can actually be a creative. We were broke as hell, though. But, you know, yeah, just it was amazing to wake up in the morning and not hate where I was going. Right. That in itself was like a whole shift in my life. And we getting on the train. I was excited to get on the train to go to work, to create something coming home at like four or five in the morning. But I was so happy, exhausted, but so happy because we were making some fucking great music. Um and then from that, why don't Claude, you sing, sing, sing one of our songs? Just <laughs> a little note, right. a little note out the throat. Since we're no, at Spotify, and right? All. And then Claude got his big break um, with Kelly Clarkson, and then he did Grenade for Bruno Mars, and everything just changed. Like both of our lives changed drastically, and Will Garrett's too. So, so cool, yeah, just to to be here, but. Um, but yeah, I mean, as a creative, I think it's exciting because you just never know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, every day you wake up and you check your email is a whole new, yeah, it's a whole new window of opportunity. You have no idea where your life is going. Yeah. I never thought I would go from demoing records for artists to, you know, being my own artist to then, obviously, I had an illness that kind of made my career shift to wellness. But then to the blog, to then YouTube, to now podcasting, to then working with like um, fashion houses and doing ads, you know, like you just don't know mm-hmm. and you just have to be open to all of it. So I think this is the fun part for you because now it's like you made the announcement that you're free. So That's I right. think now, <laughs> now That's everyone's right, going to come. <laughs> you know, y'all need to lock now you me have down time. So you have time. You don't have to worry about, like, getting so, off of work. Y'all know how I am about yeah. time, how I'm always just rushing. Like, you know, working in that restaurant, the food needs to be out. You always have to rush. So then it's like leaving work with that rush mindset and everything that I'm doing, which is fucking up my process. And yeah. New York is kind of just like that. Yeah, yeah on top of that. It was mm-hmm. just like, ugh, I had to let it go. And now I'm going to be like Fran working with fashion houses and things. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really exciting. And, and yeah, like I said, I guess it's just, it's it's the beauty of just your day being uncertain. And that's scary for some people, which I think is what makes certain people want to stay in a nine to five. Because they're I like, I don't want that. that uncertainty. But for me, I prefer it. Yeah. You know, I, I like not knowing what 2017 looks like. And you get used to it. Yeah. And I've always noticed that those new years are always like, if you go into the new year with the spirit of, okay, this is going to be my year, which I feel like most people do. We always say that, right? Like, if you stick with it past January 14th, it just, it'll be a bigger the bigger year than you expect it to be you'll experience things and go places and do things that you never thought that you would do you know what I'm saying and so 
that's why I'm excited for what you are doing and for next year for you because like you're mentioning again a lot a lot of people are willing to just be like I don't know what tomorrow is or you know what I'm saying like I have to do these things to make my own house so that I can pay these rent these bills and all of that type of stuff but it's scary in like a good way you know And I just wish more people would take the risk and say, fuck it, and go and try at something that they love doing rather than being miserable and coming and having attitude with everybody and the fuck else because you're miserable (laughs) because you hate your supervisor. Right. I hated them niggas too. And I used to look at them in their souls through their eyes and say, one day, you bitch. (laughs) (laughs) You just know that you will still be here and I will not. Mm -hmm. Amen. And they're probably listening. I'll just do it. <laughs> just fucking do it. How did you make it work, though? Like, because I think everyone's biggest question is, okay, I quit, but how can I pay my bills? Especially people that have kids. I was going to say, you know? I'm maybe a little bit spoiled, or maybe it's too easy for me to speak, because I intentionally waited to leave my mama house until I was coming here. Same. I never moved out of my parents' house. Same. I said, it don't make no sense for me to get a house in Miami, rent an apartment in Miami when I know I don't want to live here. So let me go ahead and start the foundation of what it is that I want to do and do that until I make the money so that I can go where I want to go rather than staying here. But when I came to New York, I knew I was coming here and I had no intention of filling out anybody's application and I never did. So that meant sometimes I did have to call my mama and be like, well, that's look, so real. The rent that's so real. is this a month. If you could just find it in your heart, <laughs> you know <what> I'm saying <laughs> to just do this. That's very real. I can survive off of the Chinese food down the street. It is six simple dollars and I can Hello. eat it twice a day on <laughs> one meal. You know what I'm saying? So real. And found a little way until it, it made, you know, it worked. But like you said, you get up and you don't hate where you're about to go it inspires you i think a little bit more to, to keep grinding until mm-hmm. you're not worried about that part that is so real what about you crystal oh what about me girl <laughs> i ain't do nothing this year what? i've been chilling <laughs> well you left you so she only went to the emmys and right then, you know okay oh right hung out with Beyonce. No but let's let's rewind even further back okay like i remember when Crystal was deciding if she was going to come to New York or Atlanta, oh right? God, yes. I remember on Twitter, oh, you were like man. torn. Yeah. You, isn't that crazy? Because I had planned to move to Atlanta, and then I came up here Had for the Beyonce said. concert, and Beyonce was like, come to New York. You'd there. have a water slide if you lived in Atlanta at this so, point. That's true. <laughs> Look, you, we already called her the Beyonce Oklahoma back when she had her, <laughs> her double right. rock, and she was like, damn. That's because she can Michael have a condo Jackson. for $600 a month in Oklahoma. You Maybe the Michael it. of Oklahoma. <laughs> Oh my god! I had a great time, but you know, um, I had planned initially to move to Atlanta. That didn't work out. Came here instead, just kind of like on a leap of leap of faith type thing. I had some friends here, but no family, no job lined up. So it wow. was just like, well, girl, we gonna see. And you just crashed. <laughs> uh, you I just crashed asked. with Asante for one night. Literally one, one night. One I woke night. up and she was gone. Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to be that person who comes to New York and decides they can just stay with their friend for however long. Like, oh, la da da, I'll just figure it out. Like, no, I came, you know, with my little bit of savings. So I went out and got my own, pl- not my own place, but like a room of my own the next day because everything here is so much harder than it is anywhere else. Oh my like, God. So, apartment. So even getting your own apartment. Whatever happened to two pay stubs and, and a an deposit? ID yeah. And a security deposit. That is, no. 
everywhere else has like rent specials and okay. you know first month first free month 99 dollars yeah, moving 99 special do- like, yeah, I'm like, on now. that would Some never shit. happen okay. oh, I that yeah in Atlanta. <laughs> oh pro move <laughs> oh yeah i was looking at pro move Please. before meanwhile here they're like you need to have Three years worth of rent, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're saving a vial of Index blood from your firstborn. Right. Yeah. To make forty times the you can amount. Apply for a lottery over here for a place that won't be done for two years. Yeah. What's like, your grandma name? Okay, <laughs> be like what? Your last they two years tax really like They gotta see your grandma's taxes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like damn, well, who is she used to be married? What the fuck did I got to do with twelve G? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that sucked, um, and it was a big adjustment. Um, for me to be here and that first year and a half that I was here was probably some of the worst days of my life. I definitely experienced some really, really shitty times here mm. from all angles. Just not being ready for the cold and getting sick all the time because my immune system was like, what is all this filth? Like we don't, this oh, isn't, God. we're not used to being in things this dirty, right? And I mean, the shit, learning the train, just New York will beat your ass. It really will. And a lot of people come here and can't take it. So the fact that I'm still here after these four and a half years now, I'm just like, And now you can literally live anywhere. (laughs) I think New York is like. (laughs) Yeah, I think once you've been able to, uh, there's some truth in that statement. Mm -hmm. Like people don't really get it. Like, oh, what's so great about surviving in New York? Bitch, everything. Surviving, doing it. <laughs> right. Shit. Actually being, because how many people pack up after three weeks or three months and go right back home mm-hmm. or go somewhere else? Like, I get it. It's a oh, lot to be me. here. So, huh, but I felt the spirit of Beyonce pulling me wow. to the she north. Was. She was. <laughs> and things just kind of developed very rapidly from there. I, I mean, I'm glad I did it. Obviously, it worked out, but... I went through a lot of shit. There was a lot of hungry days. There was a lot of, mm. I don't know how I'm going to pay. And rent was something like $150 a week. Something like that where it seems like, why can't you pay that? But I didn't have it because I was York. working. Right, York, because yeah. I was working a full-time job that still didn't really pay enough to take care of everything. And rent is not your only expense. You still have to have a, you damn near need a Metro card more than you need to pay your rent. Cause yeah. you, how yeah. you going to get to work? Yeah. Right. So there was just a lot of stuff to juggle. A lot of nights I didn't eat. A lot of times I had to pawn my computer to get a few dollars to pay my rent or just have something to eat. So to be on the other side of that feels almost like I've been living two different lives. It just sometimes it's difficult to believe that like that was really my life. And like I've really been through a lot of shit, but it was also worth it at the same time. Girl, so, you about yeah. to make me cry. That pawn oh, game. No. That pawn game is <laughs> oh, something yeah. serious. Oh, yeah. I used to stay in the pawn shop with Man. that computer. <laughs> that, I can't Had even to. talk about that. It was like my only asset. So it's either pawn this and don't have it and for I, a week. And I or... almost lost that camera one good time. Mm. <sighs> I always managed to pay for it before it, like, get it back out. But I was putting my computer in and out of the pawn shop. I probably did that 20 times. Yeah. Just to make ends meet. Or the times that I didn't have a job at all, that's when it was really hard. Because then you spend all day job hunting, and (laughs) then you come home just as broke and Mm -hmm. just as hungry. And defeated. Right, Mm -hmm. exactly. So there's been a lot of low-ass moments for me. A lot. 
yay, this was really fun. Uh, that wasn't <laughs> what the fuck this was even about. I was about to say, about. and look at all the shit you did yeah, this year. You what, talked about all that. But I was answering Fran's questions. I know we was taking it way back, yeah. but now we're going to bring it on up. Fran said, let's talk about the hard days. It's nice to show the the you know the path. I'm glad. Yeah, Because there are people that are where you are that, you know, want to quit but are afraid. There are people that have already quit and are like, well, how do I do this? Because yeah. I don't have family that yeah, can help me. Yeah, it took me. me a while to leave my full-time job just because I wanted to make sure. We were doing the read and everything, getting paid from it and all that. But I had a regular check mm-hmm. from MTV. That's where I was working. So as long as I was getting my regular money from them, why would I leave my job? You know, it wasn't until taking care of stuff at work started to take away from me being able to do stuff for me that I ended up leaving. I was juggling both a full-time job and traveling and doing the show every week and all that. I was doing both of those for, I don't even know how long, maybe a couple years. Wow. So you juggled a nine to five and And, the creative. And the read and doing all that and, you know, just trying to make it work. I think the, the big concern I had once I realized like financially I can do this it was like, well, what am I gonna do all day? I thought I was gonna be bored <laughs> all day long. I think people <laughs> think do. entrepreneurs don't have, they don't know that the creative aspects you guys see is only like a quarter <laughs> of right. the workload Maybe of being an entrepreneur. Right. Probably not even right. that much. There's a lot emails of emails alone. Right. There's a lot of just managing your damn mm-hmm. email, which I'm still bad about. Yes. Getting pe- back to people in a timely manner is a big struggle for me. But like a lot of the, Skills that I had working at MTV as an assistant, I ended up using for myself, working for myself. You know, you have to be your own admin, your own secretary, mm-hmm. be responsible for your own transportation and all kinds of shit. So it, was, it wasn't until I felt totally comfortable and then, you know, the full-time job was taken away from other stuff or I was, like, beginning to resent going into work every day that I decided. Because I loved that job at MTV. I loved it. Them people were great. They let me wear whatever I want to. It was free breakfast and shit all the time. I was like, why wouldn't I work here? This job is fantastic. And that's cool because I don't think you hear that often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> People being happy with their nine to five. Right. And after having some really shitty jobs in my life, it was just nice to go someplace where I did not hate going every day. You know, just I like these people. I like this work. I can do it. This is cool. You know, this works for me. I feel like that's probably the first time in my adult life that I had a job that it was like actually fun to go to. So, but you still felt that the creative is was more of a well, yeah, because the creative thing is like, well, girl, you know, that check might come this week, it might not, it right. might come next, and and chasing checks and not knowing where my money is coming from at MTV, I had my check every Friday, so why leave that? Mm-hmm. You know, that security of a regular paycheck is what kept me there for a long, long time. Until the freelance checks started coming so regularly that it was like, okay, I don't really have to worry about. So it was the safety. Right, definitely. And right. I probably stayed way longer than I even needed to mm-hmm. just because I wanted to feel super. Shut sure. up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you did. I did. But I wanted to be super comfortable in my decision before I left because I'm very risk averse. Right. <laughs> so Listen. I'm always like, mm, I don't want to be homeless again. So let's not, you know, right. let's not. Yeah, that's so real too. And Fury was talking about not leaving your parents home because I think that's something people feel pressured to do but I didn't leave for a while either like when I left college I came, I stayed home for a while and then I ended up moving to Atlanta because of a relationship I was in and 
Atlanta was cool. <laughs> Everyone feels wealthy in Atlanta because it's not. Because I mean, the cost of living is so <laughs> low. Yeah. We literally lived in like a duplex downtown. It was crazy for like five bucks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then I ended up coming back to back home. Then I moved to L.A. to do the artist thing. That didn't pan out. Came back home. <laughs> like My mom was just always there. And always more than willing and able to, like, look out for me until I was able to, you know, the music stuff that we were doing was starting to put some money in my pocket as a demo artist because it pays really well. Um, and then I did that. And the same way, I was like, Mom, can you look out <laughs> for me? And then when I was stabilized and then the whole YouTube thing came and the blog and now with podcasting and touring, so the wellness tour... It takes time. Yeah. I think that's, you know, it's definitely important to either try to manage a nine to five if you can. Because I know that was probably like a lot of sleepless, crazy <laughs> It was nights. just a lot of long ass days, especially when they start doing stuff like the VMAs or the movie awards and everybody's working like way longer hours and that kind of thing. It was like, yeah, the juggling. So fucking tired yeah and my mama made it clear like you going to new york city i don't have nothing for you i don't have no money so real. <laughs> i don't have no nothing you taking your ass all the way up north and i don't know nothing about that up north so right. That's your <laughs> if doing. you need something feel free to come home but i'm not sending money up to new york city figure it out you mm. know <laughs> basically right that's basically real. what she said so i had to figure it out you know if that meant pawning shit or just not having food or whatever else then i just didn't that's have what it. it was yeah yeah Sir Dustin. What up? <laughs> Talk to us about your journey as a creative. I hate Dodge journeys. Those are the ugliest fucking cars I've ever known. Wow. I'm just playing. I'm kidding. Um, yo, so my story is a little bit different. Um, I Just as far as what's going on right now, I currently do have a full-time job. I have a nine-to-five. Um, and since I've lived in New York City, this is actually the first nine to five I've had where I've been fully transparent about my other professional life. Mm. For a long time, I thought it was unhealthy to kind of mix the two worlds, and I didn't really want people in my business like that because I'm far more free in my creative professional life than I am in my, my job. So I didn't want people to know all that about me, and this time I was fully transparent, um, and I was at a point where I required to have like certain time off and there was no story I could come up with that would explain needing time off that frequently without <laughs> looking like like a lot of things I'm not. So, right. you know, <laughs> I, I felt like I had to be up front. You had to go visit your other family. Yeah, and so doing that, you know what I'm saying? So doing that, though, I found this freedom. And having a sense of freedom is really important to me because I grew up in a very strict, um, regimented household. Um, where adhering to like some sort of moral set of rules was what it was all about. And I had certain things going on with me that were directly contradictory to that. And so I had a lot of shit to figure out from a very early age. So a lot of my life, I've been figuring out how to manage two different worlds or how to find my place to, to make everything work out without dropping the ball or damaging a certain part of my life. So I was fucking tired. So at this point in my life, I'm just like so happy to be at a place where I'm free enough to kind of figure things out as I go. Right. And I have good sense. I feel like this happened at the right time because there's a part of me that's really like hot-headed, you know what I'm saying, and impulsive. And there's another... There's another, <laughs> but but now, you know what I mean? I've had certain experiences and I'm at a certain age where maturity just kind of comes along with the program if you do it right. 
And so I think about the decisions that I make. And it's the perfect time because now I have the opportunity to make decisions that are like really impactful to my day-to-day life. So it's important that I handle them a certain way. And so I'm just grateful. I know what it feels like to not be happy. I know what it feels I don't have the, the luxury of being able to go home to my parents. Right. You know what I mean? I have siblings that I'm close with, but I, don't, I can't go back home because I can't do what they want me to do. So you motherfucking right, I've had to figure it out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that that's why my personality sometimes is a little bit forward or a little bit um, aggressive because I feel like I had to, so fuck it, you should be able to too. Fuck that emotional shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I've learned how to like balance that school of thought with what I know better than, you know, to do in ways that I know to think. So I'm just balancing my shit right now, friend. You know what I'm saying? I'm very happy. I've always had to 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 play by a certain set of rules. So I got really good at figuring out how to do it and beat them and be better than people that had to play by those same rules. So being a creative and being told, okay define it figure it out and and make it work and make sense of all this shit that there really is no rubric or no system you know what i'm saying that was new for me and i didn't feel confident if somebody tells you this is how things have to go this is what you have to do and you can master that there's a confidence that comes along with that i didn't have that so i had to work on that and find all of that and i'm so so happy now i I just smile now all the time (laughs) my pants are tighter you know what i'm saying i don't even be feeling like you know well you look good Thank you, and you you know your ass looks good. <laughs> no, no, you know friend looks good. good. <laughs> oh, you know friend been looking good. Okay, friend is fun. Hashtag fun. Right. Not it. today, girl. Like bye. All the time. What's your grandma's name? Grandma. Name. Shout out to DC Four. But yeah, like I just, I'm really happy. I want good for everybody in my life. You know what I'm saying? I have no problem like removing things and people from my life that really don't make sense. You know what I mean? I'm okay with that. Um, I found peace with like situations like that. And I just really am all about progression and moving forward and laughter. If I can keep laughing that. and making everybody around me laugh, then I feel like we'll all be happy. We'll be smiling. Shit, who you know laugh with a straight face? <laughs> exactly. It's impossible. So if we're all smiling and laughing, then we're good. And I just want to be good. So that's it, y'all. I wish everybody lucky. Just be good hey, to, to me. me. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and that was all the hard stuff, but I think it's equally as important to share how your life has changed positively, like especially with um, Crystal and Fury, because you guys are way you about to lie. amazing. I knew it. Listen, <laughs> you guys are killing it. No one can deny it. And... I think it's it'd be cool for you guys to tell us what it feel what did it feel like when you realized like hold up I can have my own apartment I can pay my rent I can pay my groceries and I'm fine like I'm yeah. not stressed anymore was it a process where you had to almost like be okay with the fact that you weren't struggling anymore because I think that's one of the things mm. that when you're <laughs> when you're used to having like a life of like lack and always needing it's almost like a mind fuck when you have money well new york really redefined poverty for me hello really (laughs) did because i grew up you know fair not not middle class probably just below middle class but it was oklahoma so we might as well have been rich right right the cost of living right exactly so low and i had never struggled in my 
childhood or my adult life the way I did once I moved here. So that was just like, oh, girl, this away. is. I it's said, like oh, I thought I knew what being poor like, means. Yo, yeah, what the no, fuck bitch. Am I about to do? <sighs> New York like, knows about poverty. Oklahoma, like the projects in Oklahoma, still have central heat and air. You know, like state housing is not. It's not the nicest. I'm not saying that, but it's but, enough. But you compare that to the projects here, and you're like, oh, bitch, I'll Listen, take Listen, I posted it on Snapchat because I went to visit my mom and my family the, the other day, and I was in the elevator, and anyone that's in the projects knows Uh-oh. there's going to be out. chicken bones, there's going to be piss, mm-hmm. and a, a couple other treats. <laughs> and so treats. I literally showed on Snapchat, like, you know, this is where I come from. Mm-hmm. And then people were snapping me back like, ew, like you're not serious. I'm like, this is real shit. And it's probably the nice time. <laughs> yeah. Because it's, it's 2016. It so is it real shit. I'm like, it's real shit. Like, it's not as easy as you guys might think because we're looking all cute on our Instagrams. <laughs> but this is a grind. Like, a lot of us are in different, you know, positions financially, but it's a grind. Yeah. And where I come from, that shit was not easy to get to where I am right now. (laughs) I just remember when I moved here thinking, how am I ever going to have a credit score high enough or an income high enough? Or when they ask for 40 times. Right, because you look at all the requirements here, like, do you seriously want me to make $86,000 to live in a studio? Yeah, you're like, when will I ever? So it just seemed like, right, it just seemed like, oh, wow, I'm never going to make enough money to live alone. So getting to that place now feels like, not really an accomplishment, but kind of, because it's not, I've had my own apartment, right. house, stuff like that before. That's for not new, new for me. Standard. Right. Right. But in New York, but having your own here. shit is right. like, what? <laughs> Damn, bitch. And you ain't got no roommates. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first thing people ask. Right. You have roommates? Oh, shit. So you live by yourself, bitch? Right. In a one bedroom? <laughs> and you went from living by yourself to upgrading and up spacing. Okay. Well, that, I mean, that's I'm the just, goal. You know. <laughs> I'm not gonna put you just being able to, but just being able to walk in and move around. And every Beyonce live in your living room (laughs) and your bedroom. And all all of that is nice, but that motherfucking beanbag. Crystal, for those who don't know and probably won't know, Crystal got like this huge fucking (laughs) beanbag. It's called a love sack. It's not beans, it's something else inside of it, some kind of memory phone. I tell you, it's like. It's amazing. I love that thing. Yeah. I just fluff it right on up and get in the middle of it like, well, not oh, moving. <laughs> Especially not in this cold. So, yeah, that was that was more of the adjustment for me, like being back at a place where I could take care of myself and have my own things again, but just realizing how much more New York requires out of you in order to be able to do that. Because like Dustin was saying, in Oklahoma, you could show up with your last two pay stubs, a $99 check, and an ID, and sign right Leave with 20 what? minutes Jeez. later. That's so crazy. And have an apartment. Yes. And a nice one. Right, and a nice one yeah. on top of that. Yes, in the suburbs. <laughs> That's so crazy to me. So, yeah. That's me, though. Today's episode of The Friend Zone is brought to you by Bevel. Happy holidays, everybody. Now, we all know a family member or a dear friend who could use a little help in the personal care department, i.e. somebody musty or that needs to shave. They keep <laughs> shaving using cheap multi-blade razors, or worse, they use hair removal creams that smell like poop and can never quite work it out. So what you can do is introduce them to Bevel. You can tell them that Bevel is the first and only shaving system designed for coarse, curly hair and sensitive skin. Let them know that multi-blade razors, the hair removal creams, all of it is causing discoloration, irritation, and razor bumps. And it's just not good for their skin. 
Then you give them the good news that bevel is dermatologist approved and proven to reduce and prevent razor bumps, discoloration, and irritation. Bevel was made to give a smooth bump free shave. The bevel razor uses a single blade razor, which cuts hair above the skin subcontaneously. So we can avoid those nasty ingrown hairs. <laughs> give the gift of bevel and use our link getbevel.com slash friendzone to get the first month of that Bevel subscription for free. Remember, it's getbevel.com slash friendzone to sign up today for that first month for free. Let's get back to the show. What about you? What was the question? <laughs> How did it feel when you finally realized that you could stay afloat financially being a creative? Um, I don't really know how to describe it. It was like a feeling of, I guess, like relief, and um, I felt very grateful. It was something that I knew would happen mm. eventually, or whatever. I'm not really like, I'm not the type of person who feels like there's, like, I don't have a plan B. I don't feel like there's anything else that I'm going to do with my life besides what I want to do. Um, and so everything that I have, everything that I've been doing is something that I kind of like, I don't want to say predicted, but it's something that I just felt like, you know, eventually if I work hard enough and I keep at it or whatever, I'll get to a place where I don't have to worry about certain things. And so being able to wake up and say, oh, I'm going to go and get my own place and like I won't have to worry about the cost of the rent and that sort of thing was like, it was just, it was literally like a moment where I woke up one day and I was like, oh, wait, I guess I could go look at places. Oh, I, I can afford this. And, <laughs> you know, it just happened or whatever. But I'm not the type of person who, like, focuses on those types of things anyway. Like, I'm always thinking about what I'm about to do next. And that kind of clouds most of what I'm thinking and doing anyhow. So I don't really, like, sit and celebrate or um, focus on things like, I'm, I get to a mile in my life and I say, okay, well, <clears throat> I wanted that done. It's done now. Great. What's next? Because for me, I'm not going to be done until I'm like, I don't have to worry about money. I don't have to go into work about, I don't have to go into work if I don't want to. And everybody around me doesn't have to do it either. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. well, if I can literally be like, all right, I'm ready to retire and I can be good for the rest of my life. <clears throat> and my family would be good if they need anything. That's when I'll be done. Until then, I don't give a fuck about what's going on. Right. You know, yeah. right now. That's I'm right. grateful. It's not like I just don't, you know, acknowledge any of the things I've been able to accomplish or buy or pay for or whatever, but anything could happen tomorrow and all that shit will be gone. So I don't really think about it. I'm just kind mm -hmm. of like, all right, what's next? Let me make sure that I don't have to go back to experiencing broke if I don't need to. Even okay. just hearing that. Yeah, because at this point, I'm just trying to make enough money to pay the IRS without thinking oh, twice God. about it, which is <laughs> a whole, this really difficult. Talk about new level, new <laughs> devil. Yeah, because mm. the way they tax you when you're self-employed, oh, you're gosh. just not ready for it until you start working for yourself. And then you're like, my God, I should have been saving money all year to pay these taxes. I know. And you know what's funny? You know how 
people make fun of celebs. Like, they owe this in taxes. And you yeah. used to be like, damn. Now I'm like, I that's get it. I get it. it. Yeah. Very that's easy. very easy. Now I'm like, oh, that. me too, girl. Right. <laughs> like, I don't even laugh like, at damn, the tax stories on, on the news. I'm like, listen, that could be anyone. Of I us. tell people all the time, if you hear me talking about Chris Lane paid her taxes, it's true. That, <laughs> it's right. Yes, girl. That rumor is accurate. I did not pay them taxes. It's just, it's so much. So... <laughs> <laughs> it is. Shit, they really want a lot is. of fucking money that I don't want to give the United States government <laughs> okay. for a multitude of reasons. <laughs> if Donald Trump ain't got to pay taxes, then we need to figure out a way for me not to pay him neither. <laughs> for real. Like, do you I don't, ever, I don't do you ever do that. find yourself... So you say you don't fear the fear of not having enough. Because I think as a creative, that's something I... My issue is, even though now financially I am okay... Mm-hmm. I still am a bit of a hoarder when it comes to money. I noticed that about myself, and oh, I, I like, I hoard it in fear of like, <laughs> well, I don't know. When the next That's one's real, coming. Though. And my mom is always like, "You have enough. What are you hoarding? Like, why do you still have this mentality that you'll be broke again? And why don't you trust that, you know, who you are and what you're doing, what you're creating, will always provide." You know, and and it's this thing in your head, especially when you come from a background of lack. Yeah. It's a process to not assume that you will always lack. It's so weird because you don't even think about that being a thing. I didn't think that. I thought I would get money and be like, cool, I can pay for my <laughs> shit. I'm good. But now it's like I'm constantly fearing, you know, it going away. I don't yeah. think I'll ever get over that either. Me either. With no matter how much money I have. I don't think I'll ever get over the fear of not having any money. And I know that you spend more money the more that you make. And so if, if I was, you know, fortunate enough to become like a multimillionaire, I know I would have multimillionaire expenses. And right. I'm just always going to be fearful of, and it's something I can admit, I'm always going to be fearful of not having some money. Always, no matter how much I save, no matter what. Because like Fury just said, you never know what can happen. Never. And I know enough to know that the craziest shit that I never thought would happen is exactly what has happened. So, sorry, I am always going to be scared of being broke over here. So, hoard away. <laughs> hoard, hoard, hoard. I think there's a lot of studies that's been done about that, though. Like, if you live in poverty or just check to check for a certain amount of time, that's not a mindset that you can just break out of once you start it's making money process. again. Because that conditions you to live a certain way. Mm-hmm. Like, because you never know when... Shit is going to come back around. So it's kind of like a shifting of of problems a little bit. Like, I don't worry about, you know, eating anymore. <laughs> right. Or whether I can have a metro car, which are real things that I did not always. Very real things. You know, I wasn't always able to depend on those. So now it's like, you know, you have different problems, but you don't ever really get rid of. Or for me still, I haven't gotten rid of that feeling of, oh, God, the IRS is going to come and take everything I have. <laughs> yeah. I struggle with the money thing just from a, like a security standpoint because when we were younger we didn't have money and then like when I left Atlanta, you know, my mom was making ends meet by herself. Like, you know, she wasn't left with money. So, when things were getting hard for me here, it wasn't like I could it was hard to call yeah. and be like, you know, can hey. I get $20? Like, you right. know, that's how tight things really were. So, I always think about that and now that my mom's with my dad, it's almost like a little bit of that it shifted, you know, it's a two-parent household now. I'm sure y'all got things over there so I can ask for things every now and then. But then it's like, I don't even want to do that because I'm all constantly thinking, all right, well, they're going to have this on case that I don't have something, I got it over there. And it's just like shifting, as you were saying, of that priority of that security for me. Like whether it's the money that I'm going to have, the money that my family's going to have in case I don't have the money. Like it's just that, that go to that green. Yeah. Instant. 
them first couple years when my mama sent me $20 for my birthday and $20 for Christmas, you couldn't tell me shit about them $20. No, like $2,000. Okay. Like $20 whole dollars, bitch. And then to go from like, am I going to buy a weekly Metro card to a monthly Metro card to now like you're doing so good to where you don't even, you know, I'm going to just pay the $10 Metro card because of the car situation. It's like these shifting of these things because of, you know, how your mind is moving. You know, sometimes you feel like it's, you're going to save money, get that Metro card, mm-hmm. but you might, you're only going to work to make what, 20, 50 bucks a day. Whereas sometimes you get that gig book and they send in the car for you, you don't even have to pay for it. Yeah. And then that's taking care of you. So it's like that whole set of like relief lifted off your shoulders in these two like very different scenarios that can happen in the same time in New York City. This fucking city. Yeah. This fucking city. <laughs> and I, like y'all know me, I do, <laughs> I be at home with all of the positive affirmations. Like, you will always be okay. <laughs> you will always have enough. Oh, yeah. You will like I literally. That's why I laughed. If any of you watch Mr. Robot, remember when the the blonde girl? I don't remember her name. With the big eyes. I don't remember. If she had big she eyes. Had the sister that acts too. The one that used to work Elliot's with him girlfriend. and ended up leaving mm-hmm. and working. Yeah, no, or she was his, his best girlfriend. Childhood right. Best friend. Yeah, yeah. How she had to do the affirmations to get oh, that yeah. really like serious gig. Like that's literally me. I have to talk myself and be like, to talk myself out of allowing my mind to get cloudy enough to make me think that I won't continue to make money and survive and be okay, especially as a creative. And it's a constant, like, I have a book called um, Divine Compensation by Marianne Williamson that has been so helpful, but I bought it as an audio book, and I literally just let it play in the morning. And she talks, it's hours and hours, like, six hours of her just saying, like, because she comes from, you know, a impoverished background, too, and now she's, like, a multimillionaire, so she talks about how she had to condition recondition her minds out of a poverty mindset and even being a multimillionaire still fearing that it was going somewhere you know like no matter even when she had millions she was still like hoarding oh wow and my mom I love it because my mom who's never had money (laughs) she is older though and there's something beautiful about being in like your 60s that she's just like girl Spend your money, live yeah, your life, right. go buy something pretty. You know, you deserve it. Go, like, Have right fun. now I need a break. And my mom is like, go on vacation. I was like, I don't think I should take one. And she's oh, like, go on vacation. You know what I mean? And she, like, snaps at me about it. And I think it's important to just feel safe that, Man, like. I need a vacation so, so bad. badly. <laughs> so badly. But I need, like, two weeks of nobody talking to me. And I just don't see how I can make that happen. I know. <laughs> I was trying to look in the prices. I was like, girl. <laughs> no, I just need two weeks with nobody on my schedule. Nobody trying to get me to come do nothing at all. Just leave me alone. No computer would be no my computer, goal. No computer, no phone. Oh, my I just God. Wanna, I just want to wake up whenever I wake up and go to bed whenever I wake up. Oh. Or, yeah. And I need Caribbean yeah. water. Yeah, I want, right? definitely want to be on the water somewhere warm. Get me out of New York in this 25 <laughs> degrees. <laughs> well, Fury, what tips would you share? Because I feel like you're the only one that isn't a hoarder and doesn't stress. <laughs> so I don't I give a fuck about anybody or what they think I should give them or how they feel about shit. And that just is like life, period. There's nothing that you can do, whether I owe you money or owe, or don't or what, however much money I have. Ain't shit you could do to really ruin my life besides take it from me. And 99.9% of you hoes ain't going to do it. So, For real. 
like I'm going to enjoy my life. I'm going to do what I want to do. Everything that I've done up to this point is so that I can enjoy my life and I can do and have what I want to have. It doesn't mean that I go out and I'm just like, well, I shouldn't spend this however many hundred dollars or whatever, but I'm going to do it anyway, although I know that I should be paying this. I don't do that at all. I know how my where my bills lie and how much I owe and I pay my shit on time and I do all that type of stuff. But if I got some money and I can afford to go and enjoy it, that's what the fuck I'm going to do. I go get hit by a train tomorrow. I could die in the morning you know what right. I'm saying so if I see that bag today and I want it I'm buying that bitch today and if next year for whatever God forbid for whatever reason I'm in a situation where I'm counting coins and nickels and dimes and all of that stuff okay I feel like I have the tools just like every other human being does to get myself out of that situation and nobody in the meantime is going to beat my ass or kill me so in the meantime I'm do what I want and enjoy my money if I want to nice Amen. I need to get on that way. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm not Do you there find yet. yourself budgeting or being oh, no. like, no, don't buy that? You can't. I will, I'll stop myself, but I do pretty much buy whatever I want to. Mm, amen. <laughs> I do. I pretty, If I want it, if I really want it, I'll get it. But I make little changes. Like, I'll tell myself, okay, girl, you're doing the most with Uber, so you have to get on the train. <laughs> like, that sort of thing. Or, you know, if I want some really nice sunglasses, maybe I'll get one pair instead of three or something like that. But, and still leave with two. Shut up, ho. And get the third one later. Whatever, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so it's that sort of thing. But I do, I mean, it's impossible, I think, to not spend any money when you have it sitting there. It's like, okay, I'm either going to spend this on, you know, memes. I donate a lot. Um, I send, obviously, money to my mama, which is probably why she she stopped putting it in my birthday card. It's like, She's I wanted like, to tell her in September, it. but I still want my $20. Where <laughs> is it? Do you guys make saving a priority? Like, are you one of those that thinks about, like, well, what money will I have when I'm 60 and 70? No. Yeah, a little bit. I've I've started thinking about that sort of thing. I'm just sort of praying that my career keeps going in such a way to where I'll be independently wealthy and not have to worry about it. But it's just impossible to tell right now what's right. going to happen. So I'm trying to enjoy myself without bankrupting myself at the same time because I do got to pay these taxes. <laughs> <laughs> so my mom doesn't believe in savings. Well, she tells me all the time, you can die in a week. What are you saving for? <laughs> and I'm like, damn. For the funeral. <laughs> Save for the funeral so your people don't have to do a GoFundMe and sell fish plates to pay to bury you. I truly don't care where the fuck you put me. What I'm going to do, feel a way about it. I can't come back and share my opinion on where the fuck you bury me or burn my ass. I don't care about any of that. So you don't care about savings either? I have a savings or whatever just because I feel like I guess you're supposed to right. or whatever as an adult for whatever fuck-ass reason. But it's not at all hitting on my checking account. And <laughs> either way, what are you going to do to me? Literally nothing. So I'm going to do what I want to do. At the end. Like that's just – it is what it is. And I don't feel like even being broke – I would always either find a way to get the money that I needed or not go have what I needed to go pay for and just make it work. Because, again, unless you kill me, I just have to go and find the next step. 
period. So I'm not going to yeah. worry about money. It's stupid. Money is a fuck of, like it's a dumb concept. And so many people like govern their happiness on whether right. or not they have money or how much money they have or whatever. And time after time, you see that money really doesn't affect whether or not you're happy or not. The richest, wealthiest bitches in the world are Depressed. fucking miserable. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So... I'm going to go and get my happy the where the places that I can. It's very, very, very few places on earth I can get the shit anyway. So the places that I can, you bet your black ass I'm going there. And if I got to spend a couple of tokens to get in that bitch and I can, that's what the fuck I'm going to do. And anybody who got a problem can fight me. <laughs> that's I love it. I read right. an article okay. that said money does affect your happiness, but only up to 75000 once really? you start making seventy five thousand a year, then it's all the same. Because you don't really have money problems at that point. The vast majority of people should not have financial concerns, you know, for mortgage or food or whatever else. You can take care of it at that at that pay range, but anything over that doesn't really affect your happiness because you were already able to take care of your basic needs anyway. So I kind of look at it like that, you know. Once you are making enough money and you can kind of breathe a little bit and settle down it can be easier to to feel okay about spending and that kind of thing but my mother was always like you have to save money because you never know what's gonna happen and your car could break down or this 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 she's always like stay prepared because right. the worst is coming <laughs> so, <laughs> right. so that's kind of how I govern myself now even if I don't necessarily move the money into savings I always know what That's I have right. in my accounts mm -hmm. like I, I have a very general idea of the dollar amount in all of them, because I just don't ever want to be caught out there like, oh, no, what do I need for, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I was listening to an episode of a podcast called Hidden Brain, which is really, really good because they explore some of the reasons why we do the things we do. And they did an episode on the super rich people who make millions and millions of dollars and how they have a totally different existence than the way we do. And most of them are fucking miserable. Like, they go to financial advisors trying to figure out how they can hide their money from their kids or their wives. Or they all have, all the men in their 50s have a whole nother family somewhere else that they're supporting. <laughs> but at the same time, these people can cross borders and never have to show a passport. So it's almost like self-sabotage? Well, I think, it, I think it goes back to Greg's point of, like, people being super rich. And still being fucking miserable. Yeah. Like a lot of people think, oh God, if I had they Oprah think it'll money, like answer something. I mean, yeah, having more money definitely does help you when you're trying to, to figure out how to play money. daycare, right? But That's it. when you don't have to worry about that sort of thing, you still have every other problem in life to deal with. And sometimes your money can create issues for you too if you got the wrong people around you. Oh, or yeah. the wrong priorities. So or the wrong priorities. I tell yeah. myself, you know, as long as I can pay my rent and I don't have to worry about stuff, you know, it's like Everything is taken care of, and the rest is what it is. I'm trying not to to let the specific details of it worry me. Right. But at the same time, I'm thinking, you know, I'm probably going to get married and have kids soon, and do you ever feel financially soon. ready? I mean, because I'm in my mid-30s now, so even if I don't get married, which is not up to me, I'm at least going to have a baby. And do I want to be where I am right now and trying to raise a child at the same time? You know, it's mm. that conversation. Yeah. So, very fun. So many things. things. You know what? A big that was a big part of me leaving too. Like leaving the restaurant in the middle of the holidays, I'm missing out on so much money. But mm, yeah. on that checklist, I asked myself, "Am I going Does to be happy, matter? or is there anything that I could even do to be happy here for these next two or three weeks?" And it was no. 
And I don't even want to do the math of how much money I potentially could have walked out on because I could have gone every one of those days and the money might not have even been there. Mm-hmm. But it was just like, you know what? But it's not like you're not working. Right. And and that was the big thing I had to say to myself. I was like, you know what? The rent is paid. It's been getting paid. I'm going to keep paying it. Let this shop go. <laughs> exactly. and, and it was that simple. I mean, it wasn't that simple because for the longest time I was like, oh, I got to keep paying this rent. But after a while it was like, okay, well, the rent is paid. So wh- what's next? And I was right. like, you're right. I'm always down to go back to a nine to five. Yeah. I'm not opposed to that at all. I've, I'm very much a I'll do what I have to do type person. And if the self-employment thing dries up, I will be right back on Monster and all that other stuff. I couldn't <laughs> do it. It's just too depressing. It was very depressing for me. Like I would wake up in the morning and it was like a straight up suffering. I felt that way when I didn't have a job. Really? Yes. It was well, every yeah. day. It was I mean, like, oh, God, I don't. It's not a better feeling. <laughs> this is the worst. <laughs> okay, then I see that now. I get that. But like, for me, the most either. miserable of jobs was never as miserable as, you know, not having a place to go home to or not having enough to eat. But yeah. everybody is built differently. People can take different stuff. and. Mm-hmm. I just I'm never going to be like closed off to having a nine to five again, because I also think nine to fives can be structured to be good for both parties. Like there's a way to to make that work where you can be happy at work and your employer can get the most out of you. So I'm not closing myself off to that, but I would certainly prefer to be self-employed. Right. Yes. Mm. (laughs) Because the days you don't have to do anything, it's like, wow, I can sleep till 11. Nobody can stop me. I'm watching Snapped all day. Like, what? On your love sack, like my this love is my sack, day like, today. <laughs> so sorry, super busy, can't take any calls. I'm uh, I'm running to just from meeting to meeting, girl. Let me call <laughs> you back the whole time, right in the middle of the bed. <laughs> and so Dustin, being that do. you're yes. you're in your nine to five, do you see yourself leaving anytime soon, or is that not even something you're thinking about? Like for 2017, how do you see that aligning with your life and your creative as long, goals? As soon as I can take care of myself completely. Um, without making the money that I make in my nine to five, I'll quit. And it's not going to be quitting out of spite or anything like that. I'll just quit because literally it makes more sense to spend that time and the energy that I would be using and the, like strategizing all that shit. It makes more sense to apply it to like what I'm going to be doing long term, which is working for myself. So when it's time to quit, I'll leave. And in the meantime, I'm going to stay right ass right where I'm at. <laughs> so you're so, so you're waiting on like shit. a safety net. The security, um, the security. security. That's Definitely. real. I'm from Which the is... Midwest. I'm from Michigan. You know what I mean? Like, my father and my mother really raised us to, like, make sure we could be stable and shit. And, and so that part of me, home. although I know it's not the most important part of, like, I guess what I do professionally, it is still very relevant to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I live my life, you know, very differently than what a lot of people intended for me to. So there's a part of me that feels, like, obligated to be successful. And that kind of drives me in, like, my pursuits just a little bit more now. It didn't always, but at this, like, today, that's how I feel. So, yeah. And Asante, being that you are the free bird. <laughs> free bird, free bird. Free what do you bird, see for bird. 2017? Like, no, I know that's next. the question everyone's asking you. What's next? What are you going to do? Um, You know what? I, I even said when I left, this is a, a new chapter of freedom. So, you know, me quitting my job was really the first step of me being able to get back to, like, a part of myself that I felt like I lost. And, you know, it's not like, you know, I just couldn't, like, I hated my job. My job wasn't, you know, a big problem. But when you work in a service and you want to do a good job, in any job you do, you just want to give a a bit of yourself. 
And I felt like I gave so much of myself that I kind of got lost in the sauce. So now as I take this next year off um, from working a, a, a job, you know what I'm saying, I'm going to actually do what I want to do. And I've been talking about doing the trap comics. I'm going to get back into doing the music stuff. Now that I'm free, like I'm free to explore all of my options and see uh, the things that I really want to do and then just play around and make money while I'm doing it. Because everything that I've been doing up until this point has been to say, you know, you know what you're doing. You got it. You just got to do it on your own now. Because that that's safety so net was safe, but it wasn't. It <laughs> was strangle you too. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> that's real. Absolutely. And I'm, I found myself suffocating right before the end of the year. Came too, too far you to lose. You didn't even wait. But that's the thing. When you can't take it no more, you will just leave. Yeah. yeah. You will just leave. When yep. your soul is like, I cannot come back in this building. Yeah, it's either that or snap in the building. <laughs> right. I would, I it's either that or commit a couple homicides. <laughs> literally saying goodbye to everyone like all throughout the day. Because I'm like, I'm like, I might not see you tomorrow. If you see the locker oh, is wow. empty, so I'm you, not. You knew. Yes. <laughs> yes. I was, my locker was empty. I said, if you don't see my stuff in this locker when you come in tomorrow, I'm not like, I was telling people and they were all like, Hugging me, they were like, I feel like this is it. And I was like, I feel like this. Like, looking You're at like, them. You're like, me I, too. <laughs> do you? I, but they should have all knew? been seeing that coming. I yeah, They, they should have been seeing that coming. And when my boss coming. couldn't even understand, I was oh, like, you know what? This just proves that everything that I've been doing right is actually right. Up until the very end, I couldn't reason with this person. And I said, I'm not doing anything wrong. And I said, you know what? Take that into the new year with your new life. You've been doing everything right. Everything is as it's supposed to be. So take it for what it's supposed to be and make it what you need it to be. And tell her to take that tired-ass pink blazer with her. Oh, my God. Is it that same one? Not that one. She been gone. Look at you. (laughs) Damn it, Dustin. Thanks again for Talkspace for supporting this here week's episode of The Friend Zone. If you have ever thought about going to therapy but found it too inconvenient, too expensive, or simply too embarrassing to make it into an office, then give Talkspace a try. Using Talkspace, you can text, audio, and video message your therapist as much as you want. Talkspace is the online therapy company, and they make it easy to connect with a licensed therapist handpicked just for you for as little as 32 bucks a week. To sign up or to learn more, go to Talkspace.com zone. And as a special offer for our listeners, you can use coupon code zone to get $30 off your first month and show your support for this podcast. That's zone and Talkspace.com zone. Talkspace, therapy for how we live today. <laughs> so the it was last, so the last thing, and we'll go around and then close out. Okay. One thing that you hope to manifest in 2017. Destiny. <laughs> <laughs> Not manifest destiny. <laughs> One thing you hope to manifest in 2017, because I think it'll be nice to look back in 2018 and see if it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and also... One bit of advice for the person that's listening right now and is literally at the edge and just needs something, a nudge. What can you tell that person? Well, if you're at the edge, I don't want to nudge you because you might fall over. <laughs> don't <laughs> push me. Shove push that hole. Uh-huh. Um, I have a book that I really need to be working on. See, that's the thing. Like, yes. I, I look back over this year, like, what did I do? Not really a lot. Like, I got invited places. I got the chance to do things, but I didn't do a lot. 
I smoked a lot of weed. So <laughs> I'm gonna probably have to really lower my marijuana consumption so I can get more work done. I'm being I I'm live, being real with y'all right now. Stopped because yeah, of that. Because <laughs> I'm not getting any of the writing done that I need to be getting done. And my manager is like, bitch, where are you? Where's so so I'm manifesting that I will at least get the proposal done. <laughs> yes. And that's so much harder than people think. It is. I think that's probably gonna be the hardest part of it. But any piece of encouragement, I don't know. I think I would say when I was going through the worst of it, just being able to get up and put one foot in front of the other was basically all I could ask of myself. Like when you are really struggling, especially if you're self-employed and things just feel like they are piling up on you one after the other and you just don't know how you're going to take care of anything. It's I don't know. It's difficult to hold on to that type of hope and the drive to keep going. But if you don't keep going, it will literally you will literally never know. That's the thing. Like you can give up or whatever, or go back to a nine to five or do whatever it is you need to do. I mean, obviously everybody has to make their own decisions, yeah. especially if you have kids. Like I'm right. out here by myself. Priorities. So if I'm hungry, who cares? But right. you know, if you have a hungry baby, that's something else. Right. So, but just getting up every day, and even if you're still at a job that you hate, having an exit plan for leaving it and working on whatever it is you want to do afterwards like just having a plan can make you feel so much better so if you don't already have one try to get one together um, figure out your next move and keep moving Preach. that's what I got Theory. oh it's my turn mm-hmm. um, manifestation I am hoping that in 2017, a part of my spiritual being manifests itself, which will allow me to be better equipped to, with dealing with everyday life. Thanks so much for that. Um, <laughs> dealing with everyday life as well as um, interacting with other people and other spirits without wanting to choke them dead. Um, if I have yeah. any advice for people at home, it would be to remember that you can do whatever the fuck you want to do. It sounds cliche, but it's the fucking truth. Nobody is better than you. Nobody has anything that you, you know, can't have or achieve. Maybe there are certain little things that you know you can't do, like sing like Beyonce or dance like Chris Brown or whatever. Some things is just reserved for others, and that's between them and God. But other than that, everything that you possibly think about life or the way you're supposed to be or the direction you're supposed to be going is really due to sociological narratives that have nothing to do with you mm. and existed long before you got here. So do whatever the fuck you want to. If it can't kill you, all it can do is make you stronger. Keep going until you get what you want. Your turn. All right. Mm. Um, so 2017 is going to be about me building a team. I want to... I've always just like working with people. Like I've always like, you know, doing collective shit. So I want to build some sort of collective house. I want to be like Shameless Maya. Like my uh, goal, I would love to have like- Shameless. I'm telling you, like to have a whole studio and work with a bunch of people doing a bunch of really cool things. Like, you know, from trap comics to maybe editing some really cool videos to go with it. Like, I think it would be super dope. Even to doing the music part of things, I want to tie a lot of it together in a lot of different ways. And I hate talking about it because I don't want to say a lot of the stuff that I want to do. But um, I want to really just get with a lot of like-minded people and um, build some really, really great shit. And I know that I'm going to – I'm already meeting people now before the end of the year. Like, so I already know that it's going to be a crazy year next year. Um, as far as advice goes, <laughs> every like I said, everything that you've been doing, you've been doing it for a reason. Even me quitting this job finally now, like, part of me feels like, oh, damn, like it took so long. But the other side of it – you know, I had to be there for so long to experience so many different things. You know, now leaving, 
I get to have all these different characters for different things, or I got to interact with people in ways that I didn't think I'd get to interact with them. And I had to keep myself from saying shit to people in certain ways, like a lot of different learning experiences. Now, if, you know, when I made it, I want to open a restaurant. I know how to do it in and out, you know, just a, another thing to have under the belt. You know, my ninja tool training kit is full of everything that I've taken uh, good or bad and just keep going. I hate to be cliche, but once you keep going, you're just going to keep learning and keep moving and being faster and better. Okay, so what what do I want to manifest next year? Yeah, when, what's one thing you want, you hope to manifest and then advice for someone that's listening? Um, next year, I want to really get back into acting more than I did probably the past three years. Hmm. So I want to like really give some focus to that, right? Because I've, I've realized this year that it is important to me. And so it's something that I need to give as much attention as I've given everything else I've been trying to do. So I want to do that. So let's hope that that manifests. There's a few other things I want to manifest next year. You know what I'm saying? I got to clear up them points on my driver's license. I got to, um, you know, it's just a Adulting. lot of things. Yeah, you know. No, I'm just playing. What? Not really, but whatever. <laughs> and, you know, so it's just some things that I want to manifest. And I want to really, really just become totally independent, period. Period. So then what advice would I give somebody? I don't know. Just figure out what you like to do and then figure out how to make money doing it. I don't think anybody should be happy at, unhappy at work if they don't have to. There's a way to make money doing what you love to do, even if it's on the side. And that'll give you like some sort of happiness. So figure that shit out. And then you'll find a way to be happy. That's it. Yeah. What about you, friend? What about me? 2017. You know, I'm going to take it as a sign that... Um, Will Garrett is here doing this <laughs> this, <laughs> fi this final episode of Friend Zone, this final episode of The Read for the year. It's just too she, much for me emotionally. <laughs> no, and I've already oh, been I've already <laughs> been talking with Claude and a bunch of other people about music. Um, so I'm in no way saying that I'm gonna come back and be, you know, Christina Aguilera and be an artist, but I just feel that is a huge part of who I am as a creative, and I walked away from it for my the reasons that I had. Um, but the conversations have been coming back around this year, you know, and even with the friend zone, how we talk about music all the time, and even our little jokes about, are you going to sing, are you not going to yeah. sing? You know, like, it's just such a big part of who I am, and I think it would be a huge disservice to not do something with that. You know, so for 2017, I'm definitely hoping to manifest um, something with music. That's all I'll say. <laughs> Amen. Sorry, I just got the thumbs up from Will. <laughs> Amen. And manifest rhyme with Manny Fresh. So. Oh, gosh. Wow. Won't be doing collabs with him. Um, but I definitely, that's where my heart is in 2017. And then as far as advice, you know, I'm a very, I've always been a very fear, fearful person. You know, always feared um, failing, always feared not having enough, always feared, you know, people's opinions, just a lot of fear, fear, fear. And I think the second half of the year was the first time in my life that I just didn't pay attention to any of that. And it's in no way meaning like that I am the superhuman person that could turn off those feelings. But I was able to understand that my creativity meant more to me than what people thought of it and that kept me afloat and I'm and I 
was watching something where Will Smith was saying, like, everything that's great for you is on the other side of all of your fears. And as cliche as that may sound, yeah, as cliche as it may sound, it's the absolute truth. As soon as I put aside, you know, all of those feelings and just focus, like Fury was saying, on the fact that I am dope, you know, I may not be perfect, but I am really intentional in everything that I create. And I'm just like a really, I have a lot to offer. And I'm constantly trying to get better. Um, No one can do things the way I can, just like I can't do anything the way you can, you know? Like I have a very, like Haas says, um, one of my teammates from my wellness retreat, we all have an energy signature that can't be matched. Mm. And as long as I keep that in my mind, like as long as I am here, I have something that no one has. And if I don't put that out, the world won't experience it. And that's a huge disservice. And so if you're listening, you have a job to do, just like we all have a job to do. And I just hope that so in 2017. That <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's just keep being dope. All right. right. Well, this was fun. Franza came and talked about our feelings and right. shit. It yeah, wasn't that bad. Okay. <laughs> this is Fran's influence. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't too bad, right? No, it wasn't. It was a lot less painful than I thought it was. <laughs> you wasn't bad at all. Nothing, so you fine. Excuse right. you. And thank you, thank you guys for coming on over to this side of the mountain. Right, thank you. Oh, please. <laughs> it's always a pleasure. Right, and I, <laughs> those of you listening, happy holidays. This is our Christmas gift happy to you. Happy holidays. <laughs> oh, happy man. New Year, because we won't um, see you guys for the last week either. We, I'm going to be toasting January. and kissing. So happy New <laughs> so Year. Y'all take in, so y'all take it. So y'all, this is the perfect time to, to chill out. Yeah, the last, this is, this is the first <laughs> too. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I know it's too cold for cold jokes. <laughs> that's the perfect time. <laughs> anyway, so thanks that's for having it. us, yes, y'all. This thank you fun. guys for coming on. Thank you. Right? Thanks for coming. Thanks for listening, guys. We love you. And Party. we will see you <laughs> in January. Happy New Year. If Donald Trump don't kill us all first. <laughs> so okay, yeah, definitely happy stay New back year. and protect your magic. <laughs> Bye. Yes, you better protect that magic. Live from Spotify. you can start your day off right. When you find a professional on Angie to get your plumbing right first. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that.